Life is hard when you don't know who you are. It's harder when you don't know what you are. My love carries a death sentence. I was lost for years, searching while hiding, only to find that I belong to a world hidden from humans. I won't hide anymore. I will live the life I choose. You're listening to episode 22 of Fatalists, a podcast devoted to the Showcase Network's supernatural series Lost Girl, now also appearing on Sci-Fi. My name's Dave. I'm here with Wayne, and here we go. Only three tonight, though. Yeah, well, I watch four, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you got lazy. Yeah, I did. It was. Uh, it became a struggle, but uh, got them in, and, uh, you know, actually, as we kind of charted out the next couple weeks uh, leading up to the January 14th premiere, I, th- I think we'll be able to get them all in. Yeah, not a lot of wiggle room there, but uh, we got there's a possibility. Yeah, so uh, you know, hey, we've made it this far. I mean, really, when we started this thing back in June, uh, to be at episode 22 and be as consistent as we've been able to be. Yeah, yeah, we did all right. That's so self pat on the back, little little tiny pat. All right, so uh, you know we're going to forego the news again, and, and you know basically the kind of stuff we've been watching. Uh, I, I think most of our listeners probably know that the Sci-Fi 20th Anniversary Show uh, aired last night. So we're recording on uh, Tuesday, December 11th. So it aired last night, Monday night, and and I know you didn't get to see it yet, though you've probably seen the promos for it. I've seen the first 30 minutes, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll um, have to check it out. Yeah, the, the, you know the first. What I've seen, they're they're really focusing on a lot of the early days, and I guess you know I really didn't know much of the history of uh, Sci Fi Channel, even though I've had you know cable since probably the early eighties. Yeah. All I know is that they changed the spelling in there for some reason. Uh, yes, they did, but uh, you know apparently they started in nineteen ninety two. I think they said, and they went through the whole thing about how they you know started with programming that that other networks canceled, stuff that they you know they didn't want. Uh, and that they gradually worked their way into original programming. And and the first half hour really focused a lot on the Stargate franchise. You know, SG-1 was, you know, one of their first big shows. Uh, and then a show, you know, near and dear to our hearts, uh, Farscape, which was what they were talking about when, uh, you know, when I stopped watching. But, you know, pretty good stuff. It, it, I didn't realize it was a two-hour show. No, oh, two hours, that's... A bit of a commitment. Yes, it is. But uh, so yeah, I'm going to take a look at it. Got a TiVo. Yeah, I see uh, them wax nostalgic on all these shows that they canceled. Oh, you know, it, 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 but it's funny. And there's a lot of shows on there that, uh, uh, to be honest, I hadn't even heard of. But, you know, look pretty. But they talked about how, you know, in the early days they, they went with uh, like even Star Trek. And, and they ran the Star Wars trilogy early on. Um, so, uh, you know, Rod Serling and uh, Twilight Zone. But... Anyway, but, you know, for, you know, certainly our favorite network, although we are still pretty high on the uh, CW. Like in the CW. Yeah, but uh, in January, we got Merlin Season 5. You, you watch Merlin? Yeah, yeah okay. I, I like Merlin a lot. That's a good series. Okay, so Season 5 of that's going to come in in January. Of course, Continuum's going to, uh, you know, do the U.S. premiere. Uh, Being Human Season 3. Uh, of course, Lost Girl Season 3. Face Off. Do you ever see Face Off? Just the movie. Okay, well, it's not that at all. It's like basically they get these oh, you told me about special this. effects yeah, yeah, people, yeah. And, it, and it's really it's really cool. But they, season four of that that was a good movie though. Uh, yes, it was <laughs> a little disturbing. But uh, Ghost Hunter season nine, man, I, I was into that for a while. But uh, is after, it like a reality show? It's like yeah, where people have like the cameras all around you know, them. And I can't remember if that's the one where the 
the one guy, he's a roto rooter guy in, in real life, you know, and, and the other guys, you know, and they're, you know, but they, you know, they're really serious. They've got all the equipment and they, they try to, uh, you know, approach it, you know, realistically, but. Yeah. They kind of uh, mock those guys a little bit on supernatural. They have this group of guys called the ghost facers and they're like these kind of inept guys who go in chasing ghosts. They always, of course, they inevitably come upon a real one that Sam and Dean are in pursuit of and you know, hilarity ensues. Well, I, I think what I did like about these guys is they, they really did go in trying to debunk it. You know, that the very often, you know, the sounds, you know, that it was like, well, it sounds like, you know, there's a, you know, a ghost tapping and, and, and you know, it ends up being the plumbing or, or something like that. So, you know, they usually are able to, uh, you know, figure out what it is. But in the end, very often they would just have to say, look, we don't know what it is. I mean, clearly there's something there. You, you can hear it on the tape. You can see it on the on the film. Um, now, the other thing I've been watching, and did you get to the end of Blood and Chrome? I still haven't, no. Okay. But, and, and you're uh, you're a little more lukewarm about it than I am, right? Um, I don't know. You know what? It's funny because I think after listening to you and Michael talk about it, I think, I th- you know what? I was, I was lukewarm about... The uh, like episodes one through four, I think, and then it wasn't just one and two, it might just been one, two, but once they kind of escaped from the Cylons and then they go to this this planet, this ice planet or whatever, right. it's gotten pretty you know, and yeah. you, you can see the thing I'm concerned about, obviously, is I, there's the two episodes left, which is like 12 minutes, right? Right, and so. There's all the questions I have. There's no way they could deal with them in 12 minutes, you know, and, and everything. So, you know, obviously the hope is that Blood and Chrome will get picked up, someone for, to make an actual series out of it, because there's no way that they can really satisfy with what they have. I mean, it's good, uh, but you know, obviously there's 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 a lot of questions that I don't know if it's going to be answered in, in those last. Well, see, 12 and, and I'm not sure. You know, it's it's. I mean, not to not to nitpick. I, you know, I think it's about 18 minutes. But but you know, for the for the listeners that haven't seen it, you know, what they're doing is releasing what they call two episodes at a time, which is really just one episode with a little, you know. Uh, message in between episodes and, and each it's, one's it's about, more or less what you would see during a commercial before yeah, between commercial breaks. right so they're about 16 to 18 minutes and there have been five of them so uh let's see doing the math that's about 80 so we're talking about 80 to 90 minutes worth of this yeah it's like yeah like an hour and a half like right. again if it well what it's going to be right it's going right. to be a two-hour tv yeah. movie on, on sci-fi right and so that's what you once you, you add all the commercials yeah exactly right. when you put in all the commercials and everything you got about like 90 minutes of actual footage and right you know a half hour of so i know michael stuff what he, you fast forward through. right right so he he felt like uh episodes uh seven and eight bogged down but then nine and ten were just killer and and there's one uh, you know, definitely don't do any searching. You know, there's there's something that happens in uh, the last episode that you know you 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 experience it, and you're like, is that what I just? And I don't even want to yeah. say whether I saw it, heard it, or I whatever. I mean, I kind of have not that I've heard it because I haven't. You know, I try to keep myself when I'm watching something, keep myself away from everything. But I have a a strong theory that the like the woman doctor is like the prototype of the you know the new silence okay so i don't know if that's it i well i don't know if it's her or maybe his the the buddy uh the the guy who's the co-pilot of the raptor but i think you know clearly they're gonna have some connection here between 
the old quote unquote toasters and the newer Cylons that uh, come into play in the uh, Battlestar Galactica series. Okay. Well, I'm not going to say, you know, right yeah, don't, or wrong. Don't tell me no, I'm not. I, I'm just going to tell you you're going to like it. That That's all no, I'll tell I'm you. Sure. Well, I, I really have liked it. I have to admit at first I was a little bit, eh, I, I really still am not crazy about the, what's, what's that guy's name? The, the co-pilot of the Raptor. The, oh yeah. The, you know, the cliche kind of surly, right. I'm about to get out type right. soldier. And, uh, yeah, I mean he's all right, but I'm not not crazy about it. But right. I'm loving the guy who's playing Bill Adama. I mean he's yeah. awesome, and yeah. you know that this is what we do. You know, I yeah. thought that was when uh, he you know they, they escaped. And he says that that was I was like downright pumped up for that. You know, and so. really, even if this is the 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 delivery system they use the rest of the way, I'm okay with it. I mean, you know, I, I guess I've gotten away. I, I went through a long period where I enjoyed watching things on my laptop. I'd come up to my office, turn the lights out, got my little speakers. But more and more, I'm like, no, nah, I think I'll get the DVD set and, uh, you know, watch it on the big screen and and be comfortable. So, you know, if this is the one I have to do that, watch it on the small screen, that's okay. Um, now, the the, the last thing, uh, we got The Hobbit opening this week. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you go to the movies? Um, yeah, I try. You know, I don't – we don't have tons of time to go to the movies. But that's one probably over winter break sometime in there. We're going to, you know – take the kids out um mm-hmm. last year i i had gotten like nasal surgery so i was you know laid up for like a week and a half and uh my oldest son and i one day knocked out uh all three lord of the ring movies uh-huh which that's man that's 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 strenuous i was gonna say yeah <laughs> by that last movie i was i didn't even want to see another sword i'm like another sword fight really mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah, like that. But uh, I love those movies, and and, and uh, my son's a big fan. And he actually read The Hobbit in school uh-huh. like in in uh, fifth grade, I think. They they read The Hobbit, so he knows the story already. And so they're going to want to go for sure. Okay. And uh, and it looks, you know, I mean, Peter Jackson does quality stuff. So, right. so they haven't mentioned it yet, though. But uh... they haven't really mentioned. It. I don't know if it's really on their radar. They spend too much time uh, playing Minecraft to yes. know <laughs> that there's an outside world beyond the bubble of the computer so all right all right well anyway uh why don't we jump into uh lost girl and we got three episodes tonight and i and i think we pretty much agree uh one of them uh you know pretty good the other two really good yep yeah pretty much the the one was eh, i wasn't crazy about it, but yeah. the other two were like right wow knockouts yes. and i think we were talking about this before because you know, every now and then you run across chatter on the internet and people saying, ah, you know, season two is not as good as season one and the blah, 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 and all this stuff. And I'm like, as as we're rewatching these, I'm like, what, are you, are you crazy? Like, what are you talking about? Like, uh, you know, masks and the, uh, the Baromet's uh, trick pressure. I mean, those are two, I, I would put them up against pretty much any episode. Yeah. And this is not to knock Michelle Loretta at all because season one is awesome as well. And there's some great, great episodes there. I'm just saying the good episodes from season two, just as good as the ones from season one. Now, that being said, it's 22 episodes on this. So are there some letdowns? Are there a couple episodes yeah. that really aren't up to snuff? Absolutely. I think maybe we'll be talking about one <laughs> and of them tonight. And that's every show. And uh yeah, any show's going to be like yeah. that. You know, you're doing a 22 episode season. Yeah. So, you know, they scale back because they're just doing 
So they're back I think they're doing 13, 13 for season three. this season. So, you know, which is you know a little bit more manageable. You can get, and then you can have each. I mean, we're seeing it with Fringe right now. You know, even Fringe, as good a show that was, there was episodes of Fringe that are not as good yeah. as the other ones that yeah. are kind of like, you know, just fillers. Right. Now, before I forget, the uh, I did happen to see, uh, and I haven't seen it actually, you know, on my TiVo version, but there was a two and a half minute clip on YouTube of Anna Silk and her segment of the Sci-Fi 20th anniversary, and and it's it's uh, her and Michelle Lavretta, and you know, one of the things they're talking about because obviously they're trying to explain the series, you know, to the casual viewer or maybe somebody that hasn't, uh, you know, seen it at all, and, and they're saying it, it, it's. You know, to a large extent, it's about sex. And, and, you know, season two really hasn't been. So, I mean, maybe that's what people find, you know, less enticing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Heck, if, they, heck yeah. if, if oh, that doesn't people, bother us. Because there's, there's not as much sex, so that's what the people are complaining about. Yeah, yeah maybe. So, who knows? Right. Well, anyway, uh, season two, episode 11, Can't See the Fay Rest. Um, what'd you think? Any... Yeah, well, initial thoughts. Didn't care for the the title, but I like how they got Chris Carter in the the first uh, the, the football the receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. Did you think that guy looked like Chris Carter? Um, which oh, I'm trying to remember. The guy gets killed like in in the OPC. oh yeah at the party. He, like, yeah, have hair. He's got, oh, like, good the point. Thick eye, dark eyebrows. You know, I'm like yeah, he's Chris yeah. Carter. But yeah, you know, it's really not Chris Carter. Yeah, but because uh, I'm but, thinking Chris Carter from the X Files. You know, that's yeah, what no, I no, 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 the receiver from the Minnesota. Yeah, okay, all right. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, ordinarily opening scenes have been pretty strong, and actually in all three of these episodes, they've been okay. Uh, you know, Bo and Kenzie window shopping expensive store and Kenzie's like you know dude you could just go in there and you know give them the uh, suck you touch and we could walk out with whatever we want uh and then of course who comes walking out with a shopping bag full is, is Kiara and invites them to lunch and of course Kenzie she makes an excuse and yeah. I seem to remember even the first time I th- saw this that I was positive even after Bo was saying, I don't want to really hang out with her, that Kenzie's going to be like, oh, lunch? Yeah, we're in, you know. But Because but she's usually anything free. She's, yeah, she's hungry, like, all the time. Yeah, right? Anything like, free but, and anything, and anytime you can spend somebody else's money. So it was, it was a stretch for her to uh, to give up on a free lunch. Yeah. So, and you can see she, she you know, has some sadness about it that she expresses. Yeah. Um, so anyway, then we jump to the party of, uh, you know, like in my notes, I said the party of beautiful people. So obviously the, you know, the upwardly mobile yuppies or whatever. Um, and then, uh, you know, you see the guy like uh, Chris Carter taking the girl back to see his etchings or whatever. Well, I forget what he, he says he's going to show her, but. Uh, uh, oh, they were going to do it. Yeah, right. But I mean, he had some kind of excuse why, you know, what, how to get her back there. And, uh, um, you know. Anyway, so something kills the guy, and then the next thing we know, uh, Hale and, and Dyson are on the case. Right, and the procedure kicks in. Right, and and we haven't been as procedural, procedurally, uh, uh, you know, focused lately. But uh, but this one, and it's part of the problem. The not I shouldn't say the problem. Part of the reason, one of the reasons that I don't like this as much as the other two we're talking about tonight, I think, is because it's. So much of the procedural, and it even right. has the the red herring with the uh, you know the the hot designer who um, you know you is of course guilty. Yeah, All we right. think is guilty, and though she, that is cool when she does the the spitting thing, like she you know, turns into a snake and she yeah. spits. That was that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, you know, again we see this a lot. You know, Bo and Kenzie going undercover. 
you know, somewhere to a party. Um, but yeah, again, you know, this whole like Kiara trying to, you know, bending over backwards to try to, you know, to win her over. And I don't know, you know, I keep thinking like, you know, what she's trying to do is basically, you know, loosen her up and get some Dyson info out of her. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I really don't see Kiara as being, you think she's genuine? I think she's genuine. Uh, yeah. 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 Wow, I think, I think she's she's pretty genuine. Um, it's, you know, and you wouldn't think that because of you know, I mean, isn't that the stereotype, right? She's wealthy and everything. That uh, you know, she's got to be underhanded, and sneaky, and devious. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I okay, like well, I'll I'll give her. A, yeah, no, I won't. All right. Anyway, so <laughs> so she's helping her out with the you know info because you're right. She knows these people. She you know so she's giving her information. You know, basically prepping her. And then gives her the wardrobe. Um, I don't know what to make of that dress. Yeah, I mean, it was really awesome when she wore it in Clash of the Titans. But uh, uh, <laughs> and in my notes, I've got her Greek goddess dress. Um, <laughs> yeah, I see that. Like, okay, listen, this does not highlight Anna Silk's, you know, figure very well. You know? I, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't. But I don't. Who? Who am I? Well, I. You know what? I, 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 we don't attend many parties of. Uh, you know, of this ilk, I don't think, but uh, I I can't believe there are too many women wearing those kinds of dresses. But anyway, that aside, you got to love Kenzie. You know, great dress, pink hair. Pink hair. Yeah, um, yeah you know. don't like try to call attention to you. Right, let's blend in, like right? We're going to yeah. go undercover. Um, so she's talking to the host, gets whacked over the head, and then uh, wakes up with dead people. Well, just well actually, one just one guy. The other guy the yeah, other is revived. Yeah. Um, now, so, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I guess, again, I guess this is what bothers both of us. We've seen this story, you know, several times before. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's okay. Yeah. You know, the, the one thing I did like, uh, the guy Hines in here, I thought he was pretty funny. Yeah. His accent was atrocious. Like, it just changed from, like, almost line to line. Like, like here's an English one. Now it's a kind of German. I suspect he's supposed to be like a German dude, right? Uh, that's like what I thought. And, um, and and he's he's what a, a cobalt. I'm not sure how yeah, to spell it. I think it. it's cobalt or cobalt or something like the cobalt. I got. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about the spelling either. But uh, yeah, you know he's he's a, a sketchy dude who uh, has uh, bought this tree and is trying to sell the things. And no, it was a good line when the girl sat on the, the stool and was like, Oh, it feels like my bottom has come home. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, like, what? Yeah. It's like, almost like you hear in like a, you know, like a commercial or something like that. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, we get a little bit of a B story in this one, you know, we've got Lauren in the ash and, you know, he's pretty mad about uh, some autopsy she's done. And you get the feeling that the autopsy she did was fine. And he's just trying to make a point that he's in control, you're going to do it again. And, you know, so, so then, you know, then we're back to the party. Yeah, she gets jammed up, man, gets locked up. In the well, yes, yeah, she does. And, and, you know, she becomes, you know, pretty pivotal in the ne- you know, next couple episodes. But uh, so then we hear about, the, you know, obviously this is all about the, the uh, you know, the, the tree and, and things that have been made out of the tree that was stolen. So then we hear the, what, the, what was that, a Balinese box? Is that what it, I guess from Bali? Yeah, well, the the lady's a Balabot, I think, okay. was the name. Uh, oh, there we go. And um, and that's the type of face she is. And no, I didn't look that one up. Okay. 
Well, there was too many Faye. They were, the Faye were coming fast and furious. Oh my goodness, you're episodes. not kidding. But I'm like, man, I'm just going to focus in on like two or three like of the really important ones and yeah, we'll save looking up each and every one for the uh, the summer rewatch or yeah. something. All right. Now, uh, you know, again, I, I I like the scene where Kenzie's, you know, at the police station and she's brought in, I guess, as a witness. And uh, then Hale comes in to question her. I guess Dyson's questioning Bo. Hale questions Kenzie. And, and that was, uh, you know, uh, it was, you know, well, somewhat. We got like the huge file and we know what it is before right. they have to say. It's like, you know, it's kind of a little cliche there, you know, like, you know. Oh, here's your your rap sheet. And he starts going through it, and Kenzie goes, "Mine was a troubled youth officer." Yeah, right, right. And I know she caught the one. She's like, you know, um, you know, I was working as a governess for this man, Mister Rochester. You yeah, know, like the whole Jane Eyre thing. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty clever. You know, like just the fact that Kenzie's read Jane Eyre, or I, I mean, I guess she could have seen the movie too. Yeah, you never know. I mean, they, we, we they do throw a few literary references out there. I think I was the one that. Uh, ascribed uh, you know that that Bo knew something about uh Dickens last time um and then I think Danielle pointed out or might have been you that ah she probably just saw the movie right um anyway uh so that you mentioned the designer Lita S and I'm, I always like people that just have a letter for their last name yeah that's pretty cool um, like Harry S Truman like yeah. his middle name was just S <laughs> right um but you know so so we we uh you know they think she's a fay right well, yeah, and, I'm pretty sure she's a fan. Right. right, and and you know, and then it, you know, they think she's a snake shifter, which would explain her predilection for you know snake and leather. And we find out, you know, she of course is. Yeah, it kind of gross how she's selling her own skin. Yeah, I'm not sure whether that's, um, you know, good or bad. I mean, I it's not whether it's. Uh, she was pretty attractive though, so I'm going with good. Um, yeah. And I mean, I guess if you're going to shed your skin, um, you know, what the heck, what are you going to do with it? It's, it's, uh, um, yeah, I mean, Hey, it's just there. So, you know, might as well. It's either that or you're always pulling it out of the drain in the shower. So, you know. Right. But, but it just seemed like, okay, so she was the one, she was missing on the, the, the witness list. And I guess she, you know, so I don't know. It just seemed like they came to her a little too easily. And then like you said, you know, a few minutes ago, she seemed to be, you know the the prime suspect, and every, you know everything pointed to her, and then of course it wasn't. Uh, you know. Um, anyway, uh, all right. So Kiara suggests that Dyson go as Bo's fiance. I mean, what is this? I mean, you know, yeah, that's downright kinky. Um, and and you know, it's again, it's like what I said before, and I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna go, you know, stick with. It's like she's just trying too hard. You know, I'll give you that. And there's certainly times when she's kind of annoying, you know, um, but I think she's got, uh, you know, I think it's just that that moment at the end of the uh, original skin episode where she, you know, kind of thanks, gives a heartfelt thanks to Bo um, that uh, I still give her credit for that, I guess. Maybe that's why. But, yeah, there are times when she's kind of annoying, though. All right. So they turn her. And in- she's too skinny. Yeah. <laughs> Now they turn her into the ash, so that uh, then she ends up getting questioned in the dungeon, and and you know it's like after questioning her for a while, I guess Hale and Dyson decide they've got the wrong Fay. I'm, again, I'm, I'm like, okay, well, what what did she say? I mean, you know, she denied it, but doesn't every killer deny? No, nah, there was there was something that they figured out that she had like a like a solid. Um, 
Were they, were they, was there no fade DNA? Okay, no fade DNA at the. Uh, all right, there, so. I can't remember what, but there was there was some thing that you know, they they for for sure knew that she wasn't uh, the killer. All right, well, so. well, I'll tell you the, the 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 biggest problem I had in this episode basically, you know, has evolved out of what I've been harping about, you know, with with Kiara and Bo, and that's you know all of this, and now Bo, it's like you know I'm really starting to like her, you know. She's smart. She's funny. She's ballsy. It's like you idiot. Stop. You know. Uh, but I mean, Bo's Bo is what Bo is trying to make peace with the situation. Uh, you know, she is trying to accept it and move on. And yeah. you know, then this is the first step is to accept like his you know his new girlfriend and realize that she doesn't have a chance at him. You know, like her her whole problem her is because she thinks she's got a shot at, at Dyson and that Dyson will love her. And now that she realizes that that's not a possibility, now she can kind of, she's just acting like an adult. Uh, you, know, you should act. I mean, it's tough to see, you know, your ex with a, a new girl, but it is what it is. Move on. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, I guess you, I, look, I guess then we have to, we have to argue that, um, you know, because of the milieu that they're all in, there you know, there's no avoiding contact, right? They're they're going to run into each exactly. other. So, all right, so no sense trying to skulk about. All right, just well, face up, man up, and just you know. All right, well, we see one more, um, you know, mention of the you know, essentially, what's the B story that someone's killing endangered Faye? Lauren's asking the Ash to help with Nadia. He refuses. And, you know, she's uh, getting a little, you know, bow-like where she rips off the necklace, throws it at the ash, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. You talk about ballsy. Yeah, it was ballsy. Not clever, <laughs> yeah. but ballsy. I'll give um, her that. And, you know, for all the – look, the, the the previous ash, again, you know, he had a lot going for him. I yeah. mean – Apparently, he's kind of a douche now we find out. Oh, did, was that Lock the next then? Well, Lachlan. Well, but no, he, the old one. Oh yeah, right. We right, find right, out right. that well, he engineered the whole. Is that yeah, that yeah, the next yeah. Well, yeah, we well, yeah, right. In right. Might be. Forget right. about that. But I mean, I, I guess what I start, what we're starting to see with Lachlan is, you know, maybe he's not even forget the other Ash. Maybe he's not as bad as we're. You, you I've been saying that all along. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like he lets Lauren. You know, in the last couple episodes when Lauren had uh, escaped. And he comes to Bose, and I mean, why doesn't he just grab her by the hair and you know take her back? He says, gives her twenty four hours. I mean, um, you know, so here, I mean, she throws the necklace at him. He doesn't, you know, freak out, and um, but he does lock her. In the yeah, well, okay, though, so. and then right, so so then then we know why <laughs> he doesn't. It's not like he just right. stands there and lets her walk out, you know. Right, and and again, it, it harkens back to you know the uh, you know certainly like the the fringe episode, you know when. Uh, uh, you know, Olivia gets trapped in the other universe and you see that, you know, the episode ending, uh, you know, with her, you yeah, know, yeah. trapped in the, in, in the, in the cage in the jailer. Was right. There. And, uh, you know, let me out. And there's some other show I'm trying, I, I, I can't think was of. Was that the off. end of the season they did that? Yeah, it might've been. I think it was like the last one. So the, the last image you have until next season is Olivia in a prison. You're like, <gasps> what? Right. You know, and then to the come. Fringe was awesome like that. They, they had the best season enders that. Uh, ever they they always ended with like just a knockout right and and for this episode while you know again i mean i think it's pretty clear we think it was uh you know it was it was okay yeah. uh, a lot of things we'd already seen but it did you know, it did finish strong i mean that was a great that was a great ending yeah yep so pretty good ending Gotta give him that 
All right. Well, anyway, why don't we move on? Let's move on. Yeah. yeah so uh, there's a this 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 an, episode an episode solid. that we both really really yeah. liked. Uh, episode twelve, masks. Um, so again, the the opening scene, nothing special. Bo's you know lacing up her shoes, going off to run, uh, and Kenzie clearly has something up her sleeve, and, and that's pretty much all we see. You know, uh, which you know I guess you could argue, well, you know that was something, but you know, ordinarily the openings have been pretty, you know, pretty good. Um, but then we're, ju- we're, we're, seeing, uh, Lauren and the Ash meet Lauren looking fairly disheveled from her four days in the dungeon. Um, you know, we all, we learn a few backstory, right? We, we learn her, uh, indentured, uh, servitude was five years, right? Yeah, we learned that this, I, I know that they already kind of explained the, the whole, well, we, we find out, out about Nadia, they, they told how Nadia got to be like that and how that's how she became, um, you know, how she pledged her service to the ash and all that. But, you know, you, again, you, you, okay, so he lets her out there, to, you know, and, and what does she do? Is she contrite? Is she, no. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go work for the Morgan. Yeah. And I know you're probably sitting there. Yes. Like, all yeah, right. That'd be more, cool. More Morgan. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we knew that, yeah, that the, the Lachlan's not going to let that one fly. No way. And, and yeah. I mean, is she serious? Does she, you know, I mean, does she really think? I mean, but whatever. Um, yeah, I think, and there, yeah, I got my notes. That's where we learned that her, she's been with, uh, you know, her servitude has been five years. And apparently, you know, I don't know if her, you know, uh, term is is coming up or not. I mean, I guess we learn, you know, later that perhaps it is. And, and I don't know if she'd been allowed to leave freely, you know. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. No, actually, I just... This is totally left field, like nothing, but I was just like kind of glanced down at my notes and realized I had noticed this. And, um, but I don't know if you like during the uh, opening credits, there is a uh, post production producer named Rachel Sutherland. Okay. No. Twin sister of Kiefer. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, I saw that and I knew that they were Canadian. And so I was like, you know, I, I remember seeing a couple episodes back. I'm like, Sutherland. Gosh, I don't even oh. think I would have thought to look that up, even if I, I just, had noticed it. I just, I noticed it a couple of times. I just thought, yeah, Sutherland. And then, so this time I saw it, this episode, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go find out. Just see if, just, I know, you know, it could be, the, it could be a million Sutherlands, but find out. And she is Kiefer Sutherland's twin sister. Wow. So the rumors are true that Kiefer Sutherland's going to guest star in season three of Lost Girl. Maybe. <laughs> no, okay. We're just making that That'd up. That'd be cool. Yeah. We're and when I say we, I mean me. <laughs> All right. Um, he's got like a, he's got that, that show on Fox, right? Touch. They get season two. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it, I, did you watch it at all? I didn't see any of okay, it. Okay. And I, it just didn't, the premise, I mean, it was okay. I mean, I see, I just can't get Jack Bauer out. I mean, he's Jack Bauer. Yeah. And it's going to be that way for a while. I, I don't like shows with, with like kids in them. Yeah, it's supposed to like they're supposed to be like action shows. You yeah, because you're the you always have this cheap ploy where the kid's always being threatened by something, and that's right. not cool. At right? All. Yeah, so. I'm sure he never gets kidnapped in this ep- right. in this series. So exactly. Uh, all right. Anyway, we better not stray too far. Yeah, all right, let's so, move on. All right. So uh, you were mentioning about what we learn about the former Ash. Okay, so we learn it here. Yeah, that he or well, he orchestrated basically this whole you know curse on Nadia and everything. Uh, in order to get uh, Lauren to pledge her allegiance to the Ash and then uh, to devise a cure for the uh, plague that was, you know, killing off all the Fae. Right. 
So that's a pretty underhanded little thing because, I mean, honestly, if you think about it, would she not have done it if he just asked? Well, right, and and you know, she's uh, a doctor. It's the thing called the, the Hippocratic Oath, where you know, right. And what did he her. offer her? To, you know, was it like you know, you'll have you know everything we have at your disposal to help save you know, you know Nadia, and and of course, um, you know the whole. I guess it it never seems strange that it only affected Faye, except yeah, except for this one except for this human. one human. Um, so you know, anyway, so we learned that and. Uh, you know, Lachlan offers to help. He's found the shaman that that placed the curse. Right, right, yeah, the the, the guy in Africa. All right, so uh, I, the B story in this episode, I like. You know, I mean, it, it's like the contrast is just so so good. You know, the contrast between the you know you know trying to you know well, she ends up going to Congo, and then you know that in and of itself has got you know we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, is so cool and and but it is rather dark and all of that you know yeah counterpointed against uh, the B story where Kenzie for now she's going to hail for money for the party for Bo uh, and, and it's pretty clear it's a surprise birthday party and that uh, Hale's also supposed to get the cake apparently yeah. <laughs> which and, he does well and it's funny because we know that Hale is from one of the the five families right. we know he's you know he's all moneyed up. And uh, he kicks in ten bucks. Yeah, <laughs> and it does so reluctantly. Yeah. Right. Um, all right. So anyway, so we we just get a little snippet of that. Then uh, Lachlan calls Bo and uh, asks uh, calls Bo asks her to persuade the dark face shaman to remove the curse. Right. Um, but the catch is he's got to go to the Congo, and the further catch is. You can't tell anybody you can't, did it. Can't can't say anything to anybody. Can never claim that you know. And so that's you know, for Bo is like no problem, right? Because she under, she's she's well, at least at first, right? Because she's an altruistic individual, and so for her, it's like okay, no biggie. I can't tell Lauren that I did it, but that's okay. I just as long as I do, she doesn't can't foresee that there might be ulterior motives to the ashes stipulation. And she should see that, but yeah. she's, you know, too, you know, that's the problem when you're goal driven. Sometimes you are focused on the goal so much that you don't take time to consider what you might be getting into the full implications. Right. So, but I mean, is he conning her with that or is that actually, you know, I mean, because we're in this world of spells anyway. And yeah. Well, you know, it doesn't seem like he is and then it seems like he is and then it doesn't seem like he is again. So right. well, in the end it all works out. See, I guess in the end, I guess I felt like uh, maybe I'm naive and, you know, I guess I felt like he was not conning her, that that was part of the, you know. Well, uh, yeah, as watching it, and even, you know, this is the second time, but uh, I, I didn't catch, I didn't think that, you know, I was like, oh, that that's, seems like a reasonable stipulation. Okay. You know, and, uh, and, but, we're, uh, and we're softening to him somewhat at that point. A little bit, yeah. All right. Now, you mentioned this to me because you, you had uh, rewatched this episode a few days before I had. You, you had uh, reminded me. And to be honest, when you mentioned it to me the other day, the travel agency, I'd still, I mean, you know, I kind of remembered it. Oh, my God. This is, you know, one... <laughs> I don't want to say it's the say it's the best scene in the season, but it's up there. Yeah, it's very very funny. It, it was kind of uh, reminding me. I know you haven't seen any of the Spider Man movies, right? No, or not in their but entirety. In the uh, in the Spider Man two, uh, Peter Parker is hurrying to get to a a play that uh, Mary Jane's doing, and he gets to the theater and it's late, and the usher is Bruce Campbell. You know who Bruce Campbell is? 
Not sure. He's like Briscoe County Jr., Army of Darkness, Evil Dead 1 and 2. He's been in a, you would recognize him okay. if you saw him. He's been in a ton of things. Um, but Bruce Campbell is the usher. And uh, and Peter starts walking. He's like, he stops and like, you know, does an indication like, adjust your tie. So he adjusts his tie. Then he stops again and like, there's something else. So there's this whole thing. And then finally, you know, Peter Parker gets up to him and then he says, oh, no, you can't get in. The play's already started, you know. <laughs> So it's, that kind of remind me of the whole thing with the uh, the, you know, the lady saying, you know, number, yeah, you know, and and Bo looks around. There's no one in there, and and so she like points to it. So Bo picks a number, and the best part was she looks up. It's like twenty two, right? You know? Well, firstly she cl- she pulls the little right, thing right, 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 and right. advances the number one. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that, that was awesome. That was and, and I was and, laughing out loud. Now that. now she, I think I heard her say she's she folds the earth. Is I think the way she described it early on that that you know whatever you know however she you know planes those are for our you know our lower clients yeah. and all that you know just um, like you know click of the fingers and right to click just you know, one minute you're there right one minute, you're gone and and even later when she goes with Dyson I think he reacts like wow that was that was pretty yeah. awesome <laughs> and he's a yeah he's a fae he's been a fae for uh, you know hundreds if not thousands of years right. and and even this surprises him so right now of course. None of that takes place until Bo signs and initials the waiver. Right. <laughs> yeah, whole, you know, even the Fay have bureaucracy, right? right. So. She offers her insurance, right? Uh, yeah, life insurance if she has any, uh, even though it's very safe. Um, yeah. So anyway, so she gets transported to the Congo, and Chambi. It's like I'm trying to. It's, it's, um, uh, makes me think of uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse. You ever watch that? Yeah. Chambi. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. That was the the big uh, pterodactyl, right? Right. No, that was Terry. Right. Um, anyway, so Chombi's placed many curses, uh, and we find out that the light ash made a deal with the dark fae so that Lauren could, you know, cure fae fever. So, you know, we've got this, you know. Yeah, crossing over of, of the fae. They're not as uh, separate from one another as we were kind of led to believe. Oh, right, and, and this whole, you know, um, you know, unsteady however it is peace you know is going to you know come to play in the next episode uh you know as well you know with trick um so anyway we we find out that you know okay if he's going to do what he needs to do he's going to need this mask that's been stolen from him and you know if she gets the mask then you know he'll remove the curse so all right right so then you got to go get the mask though is the problem right and and you know again you i guess somebody might say well you know what this how is this that different from you know any of these other things that she uh Bo has had to do but i don't know there was just something about the the way it was presented the storyline the the you know just i don't know it was just it's just been great so far yeah, and this one, I mean, the this episode had the, the really good pace where it's just one to the next. You know, you weren't, there weren't these slow scenes or these heart-to-heart, let's sit down, talk about our feelings type scenes. It was all just bam, 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 let's go, this, that, and the other. And then you had, like, you're right, the, the B story, and, like, that's, like, right. the next thing I have is, you know, like, uh, you know, Kenzie auditioning the bands, which was pretty funny. And I actually kind of liked the metal I was going to say, yeah, like, you know. They were good. Like, why... I thought Kenzie's supposed to be young not, here. It's and just, not that I noticed, but the bass player was playing an Ernie Ball Music Man, which is not that you pay attention, but, that's, but that. those are the basses that I play. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they leave and... Nate. Nate. Arrives. I'm not a big fan of Nate. Not going to hide it. Um, 
you know what? I guess it's just it, it's just so gratifying, rewarding, whatever to see Kenzie finally, you know, have somebody that she, you know, really likes yeah, and that but likes I wish her. she could be someone cool and not some guy who sits uh, around playing the guitar. So, you know, like I, yeah. I, I am John Belushi. Okay. And Nate's like the dude in the animal house is sitting there and he just comes up, grabs the guitar and like smashes it. And then it's just like, sorry. Yeah. You well, know? Cause like you know, that guy, there's always that guy, the part, the guy at the party who's like with the, the sensitive guy, the I'm going to come to the party and I'm going to play my guitar and girls are going to swim. It's like sensitive ponytail guy. Yeah. Get, get out of here with that crap, man. Go, go play a sport if you yeah. want to get girls. Well, <laughs> well, I guess well, the other thing I liked, it was the, you know, the whole recognition thing, little Kenzie, you know, and the, you know, it's the whole thing you see they, that they, they have. Which is awkward and creepy in a lot of ways. You well, know? it was, but I mean, then you find out she was six when she had the crush That's on him. That's why it's creepy. <laughs> well, for, not for her, for him. Well, I understand that, except, you know, he was probably 10 at the time. I mean, I don't know. We we don't know what their age is. I think he said he was like 15, didn't he? Oh, really? Oh. I think. Oh, well then, okay, then I. See? I concur. See? <laughs> um, I might be wrong there. Well, anyway, so regardless. You could, get, you could get hate mail and you could give us some feedback at uh, fatalistpodbean.com and tell us whether I'm right or wrong in Nate's age. Right. Well, regardless, they're they're both of age at this point. So, uh, yeah, well, we'll, we just. Sure, but he's still a tool. All right. Well, anyway. Um, And now the next thing, you know, I've got my, and this is almost just, you know, I don't want to say thrown in there. I mean, obviously this, it's a lot of, this episode's a lot about relationships and and finding happiness and all of that. And and we see that Dyson's out house hunting and, uh, 6.5 6.5 mil. So, uh, you know, they're, they're not looking at a, uh, you know, any duplexes. <laughs> yeah, they're not looking at any fixer-uppers or anything. No, there. no. And then uh, I, I was a little surprised at his reaction when Kiara then comes back later on and says she bought a house. You know, he seemed to kind of take it in stride, if I recall correctly. Yeah, well, he's, you know, been around a while, so. Well, you know, but is he... A, well, I, mean, I don't want to because we, he he does actually make a comment, and, and again, it may be in the next episode about uh, you know about Kiara, but uh, I, I'm still. I mean, I guess I expected that. Well, I thought we were going to decide together, or you know, one of those things that uh, I thought we were going to talk about it. And, well, I mean, she's probably you know paying for the whole thing, so what does he have to really say except for ooh, okay? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. I guess I guess wolves can be whipped too. Yeah. Um yeah. they could right. be house trained. Well, that's true. All right. Well, so they anyway, we can't. Don't don't go out trying to house train a wolf. It right. can't it don't just don't. All right. Well, you know, and but again, I and I like the way, you know, the the writers, you know, set it up in that, you know, okay, that's the way I reacted to that scene and then what's the very next thing that happens is that Bo comes in and she needs Dyson's help. And, you know, he doesn't hesitate a second. And, and it's almost like, I don't know, you know, is it, is it that he was that put off or is he just always going to come to Bo's aid? Well, I think clearly in these couple episodes here, he, he seems to be the, he's, he's I, don't know, I wouldn't say using Bo as an excuse, but, you know, it doesn't take him much to, to get out. He's, he's definitely trying to get out of the house. Okay. More often now, and not a good sign when you're uh, not, only been together uh, a few months. Not not a good sign at all. So, 
Well, anyway, so we find out uh, a Preta, again, like you said, the, the, the Fae are coming fast and furious, so I don't even know how to spell it. I don't know either, but Preta is what they, how they pronounce it. Okay, so he's got the mask, and I guess his thing is he just, like, collects stuff. Right, he right. can't enjoy it, but he collects it, and then once it's in his, you know, collection, then he can't touch it or it'll right. turn to sand. Kind of like, you know, it's a time of year for Heat Miser, and have you ever seen Year Without Santa Claus? No. You never seen that? That's no. like the best Christmas special ever with like Heat Miser and, and uh, Cold Miser. They're these two guys. It's it's like the Rankin brothers, like the Rudolph and Santa Claus is coming to town people. Okay. No. Oh, I <laughs> got You got to see this 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 uh, musical scene with these two. The the song that they do is hilarious. But the one guy, Heat Miser, he touches things and it melts away. Oh, okay. And, and and again, I guess, you know, the whole point the, that uh, – uh, you know, looking at it wasn't enough for him. He needed the tactile sensation, and he couldn't have it. So yep. there's a metaphor in there, and you know, bad it's, one, but a metaphor, right? And it's never really mentioned whether there's something that's that will eventually allow him to touch his stuff. You know, because otherwise, it's you know, it's almost like Sisyphus. You know, he's going to collect all the stuff only to, you know, see right. it turn to dust and him start over again. I think Tantalus might be the person you're talking about. So. Uh, Sisyphus oh, oh, is pushing oh, oh. The, the Well, Sisyphus stone. goes up the hill, and he never, yeah. he never. as soon as he gets to the top, he rolls back down to the yeah. bottom and starts over again. Okay, that's what you're thinking of? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. Tantalus is the guy who, he's he's thirsty, and he tries to drink, but the water goes away from him, and then he reaches up to get the apple, and it goes away from him. Oh, okay. So. Well, they both could. Both. All right. So, Hence uh, the word tantalizing. Oh, ah, okay. All right. Well, um, so the Preta has the mask. Now, Obviously, she's going to need something to barter with and trick. And luckily. Well, you know, again, trick, you know, again, without, you know, you know, we have the benefit of having seen the rest of the season. So uh, anyway, he gives uh, Bo his wife's bracelet to trade for the healing mask, which, you know, we haven't heard a whole lot about Trick's wife up to this point. We know she's dead. Right. I'm trying to think there was. Yeah, I don't think there was anything really mentioned about her when, you know, the flashback with Aoife, you know, kind of right. talking about her origin story there. So, right. Um, because that was the only time I think we've really gotten a, a glimpse into, you know, his past life, especially as the Blood King. Right. Um, so, anyway, you know, they, you know, rather clever what Dyson does to, to you know, to get him to submit. So they get the mask. Give it to the shaman. The whole Indiana Jones thing, you know, kind of, you know, taking the cloth and pulling up and everything. Yeah. Pretty cool. I like yeah. that. So, uh. But I also like, he was like, the, they did the bad guy, did the, no! <laughs> right, but, of yeah, course. Like, <laughs> All right, well, right, we'll allow them one cliche in this episode. Yeah, well, they do it twice. Every... Oh, okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> so, Nadia wakes up. Yeah. Okay. I got to say something about this. All right. Because you know how she's once again talking to the bubble not inside the bubble. Yeah. And she keeps saying like, babe, you know. Yeah. It's like, it's so fake, man. Like, all right, there's this hilarious episode of The Office. I can't remember what season it is. But, uh, you know, they go to this guy's house. It's, it's Michael Scott. I, okay. I don't think you watch The Office, right? But, no, well, you know what? We, we watched a lot of them and then I ended up buying like the all oh, eight they, seasons or seven seasons or whatever. But so I've seen a lot of them. Oh, have you seen the one where they go like it's Michael and Jan, they have all the people over to their house for uh, like a dinner party. 
And the whole time they're calling to the babe, like, hey, babe. You know, and, and it only emphasizes the tension between them. You know that this is a totally messed up relationship. And the babe is kind of like a cover. It's not, they don't, the, the, it's not a sign of endearment. It's almost like a sign of the opposite of endearment. Well, and, and it makes sense in, in this case because obviously, you know, there's the, you know, look, we've we talked about yeah. the, the, the love triangle between Dyson, Bo, and, uh, uh, Lauren for for you know a season yeah. and a half and now you know it's like this again it's like a love triangle here yeah it's a love quadrilateral I yeah think, well I, I mean you're just among the uh, among the girls you know right. and that and yeah that it's very uneasy obviously for Lauren as it's well like a love star of David so uh, <laughs> yeah anyway um, then the interesting thing is Bo you know once she realizes that. Uh, well, of course, if she doesn't know, Nadia has woken up instantaneously, but she knows she's done what she needs to do. She starts yanking out nails. Now we're back to impulsive bow. Yeah, bad bow. And he's like, no, 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 no. You know, it's like, what gives you the right? And he's like, well, what gives you the right? Sure. Right? A lot of these people deserve to have curses placed on them. That's, you know, um, you know, so she stops. Of course, Bo then walks in, you know, come home, feeling good about well, what she's done. She destroys all his nails, though. Oh, oh, right, right, with the... So, uh, like, right. he can't do any new curses. And then here's the second, no! Right, right. Like, like, come on, man, you did it once. I, I gave you a pass on the first one. The second one, uh-uh, no, too much. Yeah, good point. Um, but, uh, well, we'll give her a pass on that. But anyway, so of course then... <laughs> well, she, luckily, the rest of the episode is really, really good. Yeah, so, so she can, feels good about what she's done. She goes to see them, and what does she walk in on? Lauren and Nadia kissing... She immediately, immediately walks out. And again, I mean, I love the editing here. She walks out of that, and we cut to her walking into her party. We mentioned way back, you know, whose drums are they? Well, now we know whose yeah, drums they are. At least, yeah, at least we know they're uh, – actually, she looked like she may have really been playing. but uh, I, th- I think so because they're, in the next episode, she's also playing the drums with – with Nate. And, oh, right, right, yeah, right. So it seems like uh, Cassini Solo maybe can uh, you know slap the skins a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, anyway, so we see Bo's birthday party and all her friends are there. And, uh, you know, she seems a little, you know, I don't want to say dazed, but. but uh, well, she's had a rough day. She, she went rough- through all this stuff. And then she has to come back to see Lauren making out with Nadia. Right. So she's obviously not in. You know, and necessarily in the party right. mood. Kiara's there also, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it's so so we see. So uh, Dyson gives her a knife <laughs> um, because apparently she lost her. Lauren gives her uh, some kind of throwing, a throwing star. star. Yeah, like a throwing star. Um, but you know, like, and Lauren brings Nadia with her to the party. Like, seriously? Yeah. I mean, like, uh, come no. on. Like, even that's 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 ballsy. You know, like you know, like okay. So Grant, she doesn't know. That Bo went through all of this to save Nadia. She thinks that Lachlan snapped his fingers and right. and you know Nadia came too. But honestly, it's not like that relationship is still there. I mean, she was just making out with Bo right beside Nadia's little bubble just a couple episodes ago, and yeah. so she just waltzes in the party with her. Come on, yeah, yeah, come on, man, yeah. Tough to give her a pass on that no. one. So uh, the throwing star is not going to do it. Um, right. Now, that's Trick, a nice present, though. Trick's gift, on the other hand, a walking stick, and we're thinking like, okay, walking stick, that's cool. And then, of course, he pulls it out, yeah, and yeah. it's a sheath it's for a some sword, sort yeah. of a sword. But then, and again, I guess I, I should have gone back and listened to it again. Bo mentioned something about the monogram being the same as hers. 
Yeah, you you had said that earlier today, um, and I didn't yeah, have time to go back and look either. So I'll just take your word for yeah, it. Yeah, and, and so I won't. You know that that's something that we'll have to. And when I say we, I mean me. I uh, have to look that up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, just to make sure. But uh, I'm almost positive. Uh, so it's like, you know, this party for Bo, and everybody's happy except Bo. Right. Everybody's got somebody. I mean, everybody you know, maybe trick, maybe not, but. And then thinking he's responsible for Nadia's recovery, Lauren lets uh, you know lets it slip that she's recommitted to the Ash, and everybody's like, "What?" Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Um, you know, again, a good ending, uh, great episode. I mean, you know, now you started last time with the eight point fives and all that. I mean, I certainly give this in the nine range. This episode, I mean, yeah, I would, I would give it a solid uh, low nine. High eight in there, probably somewhere in that range. But yeah, really, really, really good. It's one of those episodes at the end. You're like, man, that was a good episode, right? And we've talked about, you know, that, uh, you know, watching these live, uh, uh, which we did the first time around. You know, where you have to wait a week. Um, you know, then the next episode, uh, episode thirteen, Baromet's trick pressure. It's like, whoa. I mean, you know, this. I mean, just really two kick-ass episodes back to back that that really play on each other. Um, and yeah, and they were the, you know, the right up to the winter hiatus, right. Which I didn't realize until you said that. Right. So, um, you know, they, it was big cliffhanger obviously, and, you know, a lot of action kind of leading up to, as as you would expect the episodes leading up to, um, you know, like the, a a big break like that would be very good episodes and and they certainly were. All right, now opening scene here. I, I, I've been, you know, a little uh, disappointed with the episode uh, opening scenes for the last two episodes. Well, we see this one. Bo is loaning Lauren her car so that she and Nadia can take a trip. Like, okay, you know, they go right. through the. Oh, well, I see you again. Yeah, I got yeah. your car. I'm, that, was, that was awkward, though. You know, I mean, Nadia's like right there, and they're having the kind of this like this hushed conversations. Like, um, yeah, and and it's like it seems like Bo wants to tell her. You know that uh, you right. know because she said I guess I think she says something about the ash and all that, but you know I guess she realizes she can't. Then all of a sudden we got a wife that whacks her husband over the head with a frying pan and then <laughs> shape shifts into a man. I'm like, whoa, okay, yeah, um, that's weird. But you you saw the 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 frying pan coming because he's like, oh yeah, kind of being nasty and everything in the foreground, and you see her in the background and she's got the big pan in her hands, like well. Nah, well, you know, he's eating the food and you're, it's like, you almost wonder what he's going to say. You know, it's like, uh, what could possibly be in it or whatever. But, um, so anyway, all right. So Kenzie clearly smitten with Nate Dyson and Kiara packing to move into their new house, I guess. Um, you know, things are changing. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, I got one more thing to say about Nate because I realized this, this actually right. happened last episode. But, you know, so here he is at the party again with his guitar. La, la, la. I'm singing and making Nate impressing Hater. people. And then he uses the word soulmate. Soulmate. Oh, you know? Yeah. 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 See, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. I don't like him. Yeah. Soulmate. That's a tough yeah, one. That's a here. tough one to justify. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll give you that. But, you know, again, uh, Kenzie, but I, you know, again, Kenzie's happy. Uh, She's uh, right. had with Bo before, though. Right. I, I don't want to. Yeah, but Bo's Bo. He's a dude. Come on. I mean, she's he's hardly know. barely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, um, 
Well, that's all for the lightheartedness in this episode. I mean, we might have a little bit more, but but for the most part, now we dive into- This is a serious episode. Right, this is a serious episode, and, and Bo goes to see Trick, and I guess he he must have summoned her, that we learned tonight's the blood moon, and that every 20 years, um, he can see the future after going through this you know ceremonial uh, trance, and uh, which includes uh, the drug that I guess is, is the Baramets, The Baramets, right? yeah. Um, so you want to know what that is? Yeah, sure. Okay, well, it's an actual plant um, that does have medicinal purposes. But really what it's – and they say something about this. I didn't catch like the whole sheep thing. But Baromets looks like – the, the plant, If you when you pull it out, it looks like wool, I guess. like It looks like it has legs. So it looks like a sheep. So what it is is there was this legend that there was a, a sheep, an actual animal sheep – that was connected by an umbilical cord into the ground and that it would produce like cotton. So this is like, it's kind of like just in the, you know, an ancient, just like, what, what is this stuff? Cotton. Oh, well, you know, clearly there must be some big sheep somewhere that's producing all this, making it pop out of the ground. Um, and, and so, you know, so baromets is another actual plant that it was attributed to the, uh, the vegetable sheep or something like that. Okay. All right. Well, um, you know, we we learn that you know this whole ceremony is dangerous for Trick, and that to, uh, I guess, lessen the danger, he needs the Kingmore Ring, which you know you you found out is, it's I mean, it's, it's yeah. an actual thing, and I think he, he said it was in the British Museum, and they stole it from there, and it actually is in the British Museum, um, still there as far as I can tell. Right. But it's an, just an Anglo-Saxon relic, so it was an actual thing. Right, but nothing, uh, but nothing. Yeah, no, okay, so nothing spectacular right, that I could so, find about it. Uh, and, and what we learn, and because you know we find out that there's you know the, this evil or something is approaching, and that's the reason he wants to go through the ceremony so that he can you know see actually what is right, approaching. What is, yeah. All right, so. All right, so Bo gets the ring. Uh, now, boy, talk about you know creepy factors, and and you know I uh, uh, and I'll mention to our listeners at the end, you know what what uh, you know the idea we've been toying with about our our pilot previews, and we certainly talked about the American Horror Stories being creepy, but man, yeah. uh, what was her name or Teague? Okay. But his, her, whatever. We don't. We don't like, whatever. Well, he does ultimately like, change back into after she does the. The succubus, which she does, she does the sucky touch via foot, which was okay, kind of a well, unique way of delivering her succubus powers. Well, I'm not sure what was the the, the fingernails or the, uh, I mean, uh, but just uh, anyway. So they they go to get the baromets for the trance, and that uh, trick has to answer four questions truthfully. Oh, that lady. Yeah. Oh, you skipped over the part where she uh, had to get the, the ring from the dude, the shapeshifter. Oh. Bogus. And the shapeshifter turned into Bo. Oh, bogus the ring. How'd you miss it? I mean, you, that's a pretty cool scene because yeah. Anna Silk does a really, really good job there of yeah. you know, playing the, the nervous kind of guy. Yeah. And, and I like the fact that, you know, the way she acknowledges that, you know, how weird it is to be talking to yourself right. and then, you know, yourself wearing a you know, necktie and all that. But uh, all right. So anyway, yeah. I just so now, about that. Pop forward to the the Ludwan, I believe they call it. All right. right. Well, anyway, that was pretty creepy. And and the question, you know, she asks about um, his wife's death, and uh, 
he doesn't answer it, right? Or or he, yeah, he answers, yeah. and, and I guess she well, because he's, him- like, he's like, yeah, he refuses to answer it, right? And uh, he, or I think he might say something, you know, I can't answer that or whatever. Right. But does Hale act like he didn't know? He didn't know. Yeah, no, he, he, he didn't know. Okay. He, this is he. That's I. I actually put that down, like, because I was surprised too. Like, wait a second, yeah. Hale didn't know. That. Thought everybody knew but, that. But he's upset because when even he realizes Bo knows, he's like, even Bo knew. Like, so he's pretty put out that uh, everyone knew the trick was the blood cane yeah. for him. Um. So, and then you know this whole you know you know while they're still there you know that that we 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 learn more about his wife's death and you know the guilt he must he he apparently feels for her his her, uh, her death that. He says he didn't open his veins soon enough to stop the Fay War, which, right? Yeah, I mean, or, I, yeah, we kind of heard about it before. Right. Um, now, all of that. Then again, then we 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 see a, just a couple of little snippets that, even though they're snippets, are fairly important. Where Dyson says that he can't love Kiara, right? As he's walking, because the the Ludwan can make you you can't lie to her. Right, and, and so you have to tell the truth, and right. so she asks him about, it and he says, you know, he says, "I can't love Kiara," which we've known for a right. long time now. So right, it's not really a big surprise, but this is the first time he's really, um, I mean, he has said it before about how you know wolves, wolves made for life, but he's never said this explicitly. So. Right, right. So, uh, and then Trick asks Bo to leave Lachlan alone because he senses she's going to go in. And, yeah, he and, orders uh, her to stand really down. And, and like, of course, she listens to him. Kind of. Well, not, not really. really. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> she breaks in, but yeah. uh, it's a nice right. scene, right? All right. So uh, I was well, a little surprised. I'm like, really? Like you just said, you're going to stand down. And like the very next scene, you're breaking right. into to the Ashes place. Oh well. Well, she's big on rules. We know that, and big on authority. <laughs> um, now you might want to hold your ears for a second. Kenzie and Nate kiss. And he asks her to go on tour with him, and uh, again, yeah, all right, we'll just as look. long as he gets him off the show for a couple episodes, I don't care. Yeah, so all right, so anyway, so then we're we're back to uh, you know Trick and and you know they're strapping him, uh, Hale and Dyson strapping him down, and uh, man, quite a contraption there. Uh, um, yeah, it's like you know Clockwork Orange stuff. Man, I'm telling you, and Clockwork Orange and uh, college all over again with the. Uh, um, <laughs> devices anyway so uh you know one he he snaps into the trance immediately and yeah. and i don't know i thought that was like really cool yeah right right, yeah the well it was like kind of like yeah and the like the blue velvet you ever see blue velvet i before? have yeah, yeah yeah with the the, the gas mask and everything, yeah. like dennis hopper in there so there's a lot of kind of things reminiscent of that and and even i would say the uh the empty child from doctor who a little bit uh, you know the, yeah oh uh, yeah yeah because they can't get it all you know right. like later on they try to get it. so there's a bunch of things that are kind of uh, reminiscent yeah. of of that scene there but but yeah it was that was that was good yeah, i mean him walking along and then you see you know because i at, at first my eye was drawn to the movie screen sure and and seeing trick and then i'm like well wait a minute he's down in the foreground yeah, walking around right. um, and, and what is happening in the foreground is what's happening on the movie screen right so uh, that, was, that was really cool. A little bit, a uh, little device there. I, I like how they did that. Yeah. Um, all right. So anyway, he sees his wife. Have you, ever, have you seen, I'm trying to think if I've seen that, something like that. I don't know if I have. That might be. Yeah, I don't know either. a unique thing. I, I can't recall where I've seen it, you know, something like that done before. But that, yeah. I really liked it. The play within the play. Yeah, true. Is that Hamlet? The play's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Um, I'm in Summer Night's Dream. 
He sees his wife who talks to him and uh, tells him he made a mistake and that he can undo what he's done and that if he does that, they can be together and doesn't take him long to figure out it's not really his wife. Right. He does right. start to cut himself first. Though. Right. He cuts his hand and then, uh, you know, and that, that, the guy, in the, you know, the, the weird guy in the car. Yeah. Right. Um, um, and that. Uh, that was a little dodgy. Yeah. Little sketchy looking there. Right. And that uh, uh, that's the first time we hear about the Garuda. The Garuda. And uh, thought to be extinct. The Garuda, we learned, feed off of fey hatred. And then since he brought peace to the fey. They got nothing to feed off they've of. Been, they've been starving, even with the Morgan and uh, and Vex around. They're still not. They're not able to spread enough hate to, to feed the gorilla. Right, because it, I mean, it's, we've said it's been an uneasy peace, but it has been peace. Um, all right, so we see you know Bo breaks into Lachlan's compound anyway. The two wear off with swords and uh, not before um, she sees. Now we saw one head. Now there's four. Right. Right. <laughs> and I didn't I didn't pause that. And I, I know last time we had said that we thought it was Lachlan like the same head, but now I'm not sure. And yeah. I think some of the heads were Well, regardless, it, it it certainly looked like looked enough like him. Right. And now we know right. you know why that they're, was. They're my brothers, of course. Right. Now like we were saying uh before we started recording, we're not sure, you know, whether he was it Well, that... I kind of I'm more sure now because okay, so what, what's the answer then? Looked at, okay. So I'll I'll cut in with this my segment X here. Okay. Um so Lachlan is a Naga and a GA. And if I can find my notes here, which I can't. There we go. Um so they are snake beings in in like Asian cultures like like all from you know India and and Malay and everything. And in uh in some stories they're bad, but in a lot of them they're benevolent. Uh, in the Buddhist tradition, the Nagas have many heads. So it's like uh, kind of like sometimes it's like a snake with a lot of heads. Sometimes they're uh, shown as humans with like snake-like stuff with many heads. Um, but they are also mortal enemies of the Garuda. Oh, okay. So this is like right out of the folklore, like the, the Naga and the Garuda. No matter who's the good guy, who's the bad guy, they are always like eternal enemies. Now, the Garuda is actually like a bird, like an eagle. Almost in some uh, mythology. So this is mostly like Buddhist and Hindu mythology, and in Buddhism, which is kind of like the you know which is where the the Naga has a bunch of heads. In the Buddhist tradition, uh, they're the Guru are like predators, um, and when their their wings cause because they're like huge birds, and their wings like cause destruction. So we kind of saw that in Lost Girl here where the the dude's wings come out from right behind him and everything looked very similar to angels in, in supernatural and clear. I, I, I know they're, they're biting off of supernatural with that scene for sure. Um, but, uh, I couldn't remember if this comes in later, but the Nagas in, in the Buddhist tradition learned to swallow stones because the Garuda would come and, and swoop them up and kill them. So they swallow stones so that they're too heavy for the Garuda to pick up. And oh, so, okay. Um, and almost in, in almost every, well, not almost every story, but in many stories, the Garuda is in somewhere or another looking for this elixir of immortality. Um, so I would not be surprised because I really don't remember, but I, th- I, saw, I, I that's got to come in. You know, that's got to come into play because that, that was like really this prevalent theme of the Garuda. So Garuda, big bad birds, 
nagas, uh, many-headed snakes, and uh, and their mortal enemies throughout. Uh, All right, so then uh, I guess that the four heads that Lachlan's got in the uh, trunk were actually we assume were actually on his on his body at, at some point. At and, one point, uh, yeah. I guess that uh, all right. So um, anyway, the two of them square off Bo and Lachlan with swords. Uh, you know, which was you know pretty pretty interesting. Uh, um, you know, you know, reminiscent of a lot of uh, um, well, the swashbuckling. Yeah, a lot of swashbuckling. Right, like they even did the you know fighting on top of the table and backing up on the, the you know of course there's got to, somehow they the sword fight always finds room with a nice long table with long benches that you can hop up on and, and why do you and, want to get and, up on the and table and do a back roll right um you know, why 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 you'd want to get up on the table to sword fight in the first place is kind of beyond me but hey you yeah know. well she she thinks you know that the Nain rouge was warning her about Lachlan and when he hears that he puts his sword down and basically tells you just you know kill me and and that kind of throws you know she freezes it up and she's gonna do it and then she can't um you know when we find out well he is down to his last head too so you well know, he you is think like oh, i want to kill him but he's kind of down to his last yeah, one but, the, she, but see she's not versed in fey lore right so she probably doesn't know that no he told her that oh he did oh you're right you're right he's like right. these are my brothers he's like this is the last one he oh, oh you're right head, you're right so. okay um so then we find out that you know that basically this is all, you know, this whole, I guess, experience over the last few weeks, months, whatever, and, and certainly including today, uh, has been a test. Yep. And similar to what did you say? It was oh, like, uh, uh, you know, when when um, oh, yeah, Malcolm yeah, Macbeth, and Macduff right, yeah, yeah. and uh, Macbeth, uh, you know, when he goes on about it, you know, you think Macbeth was a bad king, you know, wait till right. I'm, you know, you better lock up your women and your daughters, and you know, because right. I'll. Um, Acting kind of like a bad guy to just to, 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 to see, see the how, reaction, how Bo right. would react, yeah. And uh, right, so he tells her that the Garuda is the evil that's approaching, and it's like now he just pretty much lays it all out. And, and again, you know, what an awesome ending where he's just like lays it out there that, um, you know, he needs to be sure that she can control her emotions so that she can defeat him. And that whole line where he says, I, you know, will you be my champion? Yeah. That's uh, how, what a difference a day makes. Huh? Yeah, boy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, that he needs Bo to lead the Fae into battle. And, you know, we've heard all this stuff about how, you know, she's important. And here we go. Boy, how be why. Yeah. So, so it's nice to have a succubus around who's uh, not a dark Fae. And uh, when you want to take on a huge eagle. So, well, any, uh, well, I just like that last scene because I remember the first time seeing that last scene really sticks with you, especially since this is the last scene you're going to see for a couple of weeks. I can't remember how long the hiatus was. Uh, yeah, I think so. the hiatus was either three or four weeks. Yeah, it was, but it was a while. So, you know, so this last scene that you see is, uh, you know, Hale and Dyson both knocked out from secondhand smoke. Right. And, <laughs> right. Uh, and then, and then Trick all bloody. Now, Trick does come to wake right. up at the very end because they get still, the mask off finally. Yeah. Uh, it is a pretty uh, crazy scene there, and and a pretty you know like jarring one where you you see them all lying there like that in disarray. You don't even know if Dyson and Hale are okay. You'll you'll know what that the uh, Baromets would have done to them. So, all right. Well, um, anything else? No. Well, we can talk about the next one. Uh, let me see what the next one's called. Um, 
Oh, right, we can't because you didn't we watch it. We can't because I didn't. Ah, oh, the old. Uh, <laughs> but I can't say the next one was called Midnight Lamp, written by Jeremy Boxen and directed by David Winning. And it was another corker. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about it next time because, uh, but yeah, it was it was good. Yeah, so the plan is, well, you know, we're hoping to be able to get uh, caught up before January 14th. And it looks like we have a decent shot at doing it. Now, the other thing, uh, we'll just, just a couple minutes that we've been talking about uh, trying that, that, you know, look, we're under no illusions. We understand that, that uh, most, if not all our listeners are coming to the podcast to hear about lost girl and that uh, they either just fast forward through the other stuff or, uh, you know, tolerate it or, or whatever that. uh, But anyway, what we thought was with some of the uh, pilot previews that we've been doing, maybe what we could do is edit them into their own, small compact show so that if somebody wants to say hear about our thoughts on American horror story they don't have to you know deal with all the other lost girl stuff even if they might be in the lost girl and so you know if you have a thought on that if you think that's a good idea bad idea uh you know certainly drop us a line fatalistspodcast at gmail.com you can go to the website fatalist.podbean.com and we've got our little tab on there you can send us a voicemail um and also, if you've had trouble downloading us the last couple of days, it's because Podbean was changing its servers. So everything should be up and back to normal. And actually, it should be actually better than it's been. Not that not that I had much trouble. But uh, so anyway, uh, we'll probably throw an episode or two up there in the next few weeks and, uh, you know, see what the reaction is and, you know, go from there. And we're, we're going to keep the original episodes intact. Just this might be something that's, you know, easier on the listeners. Yeah. It's, and that way, right. If you want to listen to us talk about Lost Girl, you can go to that. If you want to hear us talk about the sci-fi, you go to that. And if you want to hear both together in the original unsullied format, you can do that as well. Yeah. And what I was looking at, I was trying to put together a list. So, so we did, uh, we did the X-Files episode about the succubus. Uh, right. We did the South Park episode yeah. about the succubus. We did the Supernatural pilot which uh, uh, led you down a dark path. What a beautiful uh, day that was, a, a, a beautiful and a cursed day. Yes, we did the community episode, uh, I forget what it was called, but the uh, little post uh, Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare. We did the Vampire Diaries pilot, Warehouse 13 pilot, Grim pilot, and then American Horror Story pilot. Um, I think that's it, but I could be wrong. So Yeah, that, that sounds about right. No, did you get six six six? Oh, six six six. There we go. Yeah. We did the six 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 pilot. Um, all right, add that to the list. Well, anyway, that's about all I've got. Yeah, I'm good. I think uh, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs>